is going on, everyone, and welcome to Around the Metaverse, our weekly show where we bring together some of the best content creators from the Web3 community, talk about all the recent news, and give you guys everything you need to know to stay up to date. My name's Adam. I'll be your host today, but more importantly, we have an amazing group of guests for y'all. Uh, first and foremost on this amazing Monday, of course, we've got Crypto Stash in the house. How's it going today, Stash? Yes. Oh, man. My guys, I have been playing that latest game that has just dropped. Uh, I think you guys know it's Star Wars uh, Dentist Survivor. Yeah, yeah, that that was when I was playing that today. <laughs> Star Wars Dentist. It's rough, Survivor. man. Just like they say out there, like it's rough. They need to go back in there. And they're like, it's you, not use the Novocaine <laughs> stash. Use the Novocaine. Is this real life? <laughs> These are not the cavities you're looking for. <laughs> no, but uh, for those of you who don't know, Stash had a pretty grueling dentist appointment today. So uh, let's give him a round of applause in the in the chat. Emojis in the chat for surviving the dentist. Um, I'm a big boy. We, <laughs> We've got some uh, returning faces and some new ones for the show today as well. Uh, first up, uh, actually making an appearance for the first time in quite some time, but an OG from around the metaverse, one of our first, like, very first people on the show, actually the very first episode. Yeah. Uh, our friend Zuljin. How's it going, man? Good to have you back. It's going good. I'm glad to be back, guys. I appreciate y'all inviting me as always. Of course, man. You, you always have a, a there's a pla if there's a virtual plaque in our metaverse office for yeah, around around got the metaverse. One. You're there. You're, yeah, you're, you're on the you're on the Mount Rushmore of ATM around oh, metaverse, yeah. around yeah, the metaverse Rushmore. There's, a, there's a, a digital stone like head head. We're gonna, uh, we should make one. You know that'd be a fun metaverse project, right? We can make one that's like you know uh, us uh, the four, and then we have like do smaller ones as each person comes on the show. And we can make a bus for them that goes in our, our like metaverse headquarters that looks like a listen. Be cool. Listen, I'm, I'm I don't all this all this stuff is nice, but <laughs> just just do me a favor. If y'all make an NFT project, just whitelist your boy. That's all. Whitelist forever. Make sure make sure my likeness is 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 uh, respected in the office. Yeah. Right, 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 uh, right. All right. And and we've got uh, moving on. We've got a new face on the show. We've got our friend Kate Irwin, producer and gaming lead reporter at the foot with the folks over at decrypt media uh if you're not familiar with them make sure to check them out because they are putting out some of the best content out there on all things crypto web3 uh, everything there is kate we're super happy to have you on the show today thank you for coming and how are you on this fine monday thank you uh good good we're good we're catching up you know recovering from the the weekend of sleeping in the rain <laughs> we're having fun we're having fun Awesome. Well, yeah, thank you for coming on the show tonight. Uh, and then last but certainly not least, we've got our friend Icy coming on the show. Thank you for hopping on, Icy. It's great to have you back. Always a pleasure to be on the show with Stash, Adam. Appreciate you. When you send me a message, uh, I, I show up. I, I don't know what we're talking about tonight, so coming in hot, coming off, uh, you know, going <laughs> to wing it a little bit. Uh, yeah. But uh, it'll, I, it's always going to be fun. The last minute, the the I see the, on deck. I love it. Thanks, Icy. Yeah, the logistical nightmare that happened right before this show. You guys in the audience aren't aware of, but Icy is coming in. Of total, all of his opinions on this are totally fresh <laughs> and not prepared for whatsoever. Hot takes, so hot takes incoming. Icy's, hot takes Icy's got the, the negative time, one handicap. It, this this is the hot take show. But yeah, so let's let's hop into these hot takes uh, because we've got a couple things to talk about today that well, both I think are actually pretty big news. Uh, some of which kind of flew under the radar for a little while here. Um, we're going to be talking about Apple losing a landmark case here in Web3, um, going back to some of the things we talked about here on the show, I don't know, probably like 
was it almost a year ago now maybe i mean at least six months we, we yeah we yeah yeah we talked about it actually i think multiple times about apple in this case and how it affects things in general well, yeah know? we'll get into that yeah we'll, we'll yeah. get into that uh but we're all we're gonna be talking about apple losing this case uh dealing with some of the payments uh that the, what they were making people the hoops they were making people jump through uh to get their projects on the app store and on their platforms we're also going to be talking about yuga labs new cto uh, coming from uh, Web 2 to the Web 3 space in another story of uh, a big, you know, tenured executive um, coming out of the Web 2 gaming space and into a company here in Web 3. Uh, and I want to get all your guys' opinions on that. And lastly, we're going to be doing another lightning round here on what your biggest Web 3 win has been so far. Uh, and I'm sure all of you guys are going to have something awesome to say for that. But let's dive into our first topic here, talking about Apple losing this landmark Web 3 case. So for those of you who don't know, I think... Uh, I mean, at least six months ago, if not, you know, almost a year ago, Apple came out and said that they were going to allow NFT projects uh, and, you know, projects and apps that dealt with the blockchain in any in some fashion onto their app store. But with the caveat that they weren't allowed to use any external payment systems and they were only allowed to integrate Apple's native payment system into their app where they would be incurring a 30 percent fee on every transaction that would happen. Uh, going and transaction straight. fees. Yeah, and the transaction fees. <laughs> so t d basically, a, a double dipping on all of your all of your things, uh, taking all of the money, and and this was a huge uproar um, because developers, you know, it, it, it seemed very predatory and um, not in the best interest, obviously, of the developers in Web three looking to work with Apple and put their their products and solutions out on the App Store. Um, but actually, a ruling just came in. Um, from the United States Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit, uh, that a Apple versus Epic Games. So essentially, Epic Games sued Apple over over this. Um, and after all the litigation, the courts decided that e Epic did not have to pay this 30% fee uh, with their stuff on Apple. And it's actually setting a precedent here. I I think that's going to mean that you know Apple's no longer going to be do this, going to be able to do this with any project. Um, I want to hear what your guys' thoughts are on this, and if you think this is going to like set precedent for other projects here looking to work with Apple. Um, Stash, let me ask you first. I mean, do you, do you think, why would you say this is such a landmark case? And do you think that the, the court made the right decision here? Yeah, I mean, I, I do think this actually is a pretty landmark case. You know, when you talk about, <clears throat> in general, what some of the things we fight against here are in cryptocurrency, some of the ideals in the larger systems. And these centralized, siloed, control like fully controlled third-party systems, like what Apple has, where they kind of have a uh, you know a monopoly in a lot of ways, where they say, nope, you got to do it our way, or it's the highway. And that and that highway that you you know that you're gonna be on, it's it's rough, bro. It's rough out there. You, you need to be on on uh, uh, here on our store. And uh, if you are, you're gonna have to pay those big fees. Now, with this, you know, there was no there was there. there there was nobody that was big enough to challenge Apple, and Epic was really one of the big, the, one of the the only containers that really could step up to the plate and try and do this. And now, even though Epic lost on actually a lot of the counts, because there was multiple counts in this lawsuit, it wasn't just one. It wasn't just one thing. Epic actually lost in a lot of, the, uh, of those other counts, but this was the one that Apple lost on, which was the big one. And that essentially means now that any project, not just NFT projects, but any other project can lead you out of their app to an out of, of Apple payment system, 
which means now instead of paying 30% for you know being have doing these transactions, you can go and get it for a much much cheaper percentage. And that was essentially what Epic was saying. Hey, we're losing a lot of money because you guys are screwing us. This is not right. And judges essentially ruled in favor for them. And they even went back and said, hey, uh, you know, the money that you would have made from 2020 till now, even that, yeah, that goes to show that, look, you would have. You know, if, if, if this had been the case, you would have made so much money. And they used that as a kind of basis for this judgment, which I think was kind of interesting. Looking at like what the lost revenue would have been here for Epic saying, yes, this is valid. So, but this helps everybody now. Now, not just NFTs, but everybody, but really especially, I think, for NFTs and blockchain because that was one of the biggest things that was holding it back when it comes to apps in the App Store is not being able to have that connection to off-chain payments. Now, it's it's full go. It's full go. Everything, all the little get the workarounds we were trying to do, right? We've seen some hacky workarounds. Gala launched one or talked about one here recently where essentially they're like, we have a new thing called gyms and you use gyms and then you got to use gyms to get to Gala and Gala to get the, and then you had to do like a multi-hop thing. Now we don't have to worry about that to kind of get, try and get around these uh, things. We can go direct and just say, nope, go pay here. It doesn't need to be through Apple. That's huge that it doesn't need to be through Apple. Apple's always been about proprietary. Keep everything in-house. You can't You can't open our computers. You can't work on them. You can't buy parts. It doesn't work like that. Same with the phones. They're trying, they wanted to do that with everything. And this is one of the first times they're saying, no, you can't do that now. That is huge because this is a major part of their business model. That's why this is a landmark case. But it's, it's worth noting that Apple still won in nine out of 10 claims. And this was the only thing that they did not win was the anti-steering provision which yep. like you said is is allowing developers to link outwardly so it's not like that big of a win to me because first firstly like apple can still find other loopholes and like ways to reject your app if they want to like there are still lots of ways that developers can be rejected from the app store. And like often Apple won't tell the devs or like be really transparent with them about what it is exactly that they need to fix. And um, like Uniswap struggled with that, getting their app approved. Um, and, and so I think what's interesting is that, yes, that's right. We don't have to now sort of be in this like browser game era of, of struggle when it comes to mobile, but we still have to make users leave the app and go to an external browser to make any transaction, which to me increases user friction, which to me then will decrease user retention in, in a video game. So, um, you know, the, the Web3 gaming experience is, is not, uh, not solved yet. Well, hold on. So, so that's not necessarily true. You can you can tap an API through a web app pretty easily and make it a seam just as seamless as anything. So, if you're playing like a Farmville or some shit, you know, you're like, I want keys, buying keys, beep, and it's the same thing. It's it's the same button. It's just you're hitting a different API versus hitting the Apple payment API. You're hitting the whatever else a payment API, and it's doing the same kind of stuff. So. That, that's that's yeah. I, I, not as big of an issue. And, and, yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, I, acknowledging that Epic lost all these other ones, this was the major one. This is the one they, they wanted to get. So they may lose, you know, these ones in the short term, but it's the long term that I think this is really going to have a major impact. Well, and I, and Kate, I think... I'm oh, sorry. Forth, what Kate was saying about, you know, doing things to to kind of offset their, their success or their failure rate... You know how the algorithms for search engines like YouTube and Google kind of squelch people that that don't use their native platforms or like the way the TikTok algorithm works. Can Apple kind of do that to gate? Like, can they just suppress search traffic that goes 
based on whether or not you're in their program or not in their program, which would ultimately probably hurt Epic a lot as well, you know, or anything like that, because they, they're not using like that payment system. They can't, they can't be prejudiced like that. I, I don't think there's really a way for them to necessarily do something like that, like use it as a, a, a you know, means of predatory, you know, payment gouging in some sort of way. They were, I mean, they were essentially already doing that, but Right. No, I, I really don't. No, I, I'm telling you, this is this. You know, when it comes down, I, I, you know, I come from a development background. I mean, this is a this is a big thing. This is a big thing. And, and you know, getting an app in the App Store on Apple, it's always been hard. I mean, it's hard to do it in, in you know, on Google too. Google's a little easier. They're a little bit less stringent on things, but yeah. um, but Apple has always been hella hard. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that's ever going to change. I think that's still going to be you know. So so you you may have things going out there. I I you know, are they going to use it though? As like you say, as a bias, will they use it as a bias and say, "Well, this app isn't using our payment stuff. Is that a mark against them?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, or what offer incentives like like the reverse of sanctions. They could offer some sort of incentives. Like, okay, you can do it, guys, but if you do, we're just not going <laughs> to let you in. <laughs> yeah, and, and I and I think what what part of what Kate was trying to say. Correct me if this isn't it, Kate. But like, I think, and what you're saying too, Stash, is like Apple. Apple for some time now has been of the two major like app mobile uh, app stores, Google being the other, uh, was was a hundred, you know, probably twice as strict, exponentially harder to get your app approved on. And I think part of what was Kate was saying was even though that now that they're gonna allow people to use the, their own payment systems and things and not force them to use Apple's, there's they could still change their their terms of service or whatever to like you know just the projects that would otherwise be not like that would not be using apple's things now can still get denied for some other you know arbitrary reason that mm-hmm. apple can just make up in, on the spot and then you know maybe there's another lawsuit and more right well that once again and that, that's them being biased and basically using it and saying ha okay you're gonna do this fine we do it and then we'll just we'll, we'll just we'll find somebody you know it's like the cop right uh you know the cop wants to pull you over they're gonna they'll find something you know, and there's all because there's all kinds of crazy weird things hidden in the moving vehicle uh, code, and you know they're like, oh, well, we pulled you over because you know there you're not supposed to have a bumper sticker uh, more than eight inches above the bottom uh, right side of the window, sir. It says it right here, and so and we're gonna have to search your vehicle. <laughs> so that's kind of what Apple's pulling is gonna pull your side. They could, I could see that. I mean, I, they could see you know, being biased I and saying, think- no, man, if you're doing this, we're we're gonna. I mean, Apple. Apple's gonna Apple, right? And that's the problem Apple's with these. Apple. I mean, that's the problem with these big centralized corporate powerhouses, these gatekeepers. That's the whole point uh, of crypto and the and and the the decentralized nature to you know democratize and, and share more of that power back to uh, the users and the players. Um, so I, I'm with Stash on this one. I I do think that this is a win uh, for gaming for for blockchain for um for the little guys going up against uh you know the the goliaths um i i kind of think of it as uh like i feel like we're in the the fight for crypto in america right now it, it's kind of like the sec uh giving coinbase a wells notice and, and coinbase you know fighting back and bringing the fight back to them so it's a right now it's a game of inches uh and we'll take any and every win that we can get and I do think that this was a significant win for Epic Games, um, a significant win against, you know, the the powerhouse that is Apple. And hopefully 
we'll see more uh, momentum from this of like, hey, yeah, your practices are unfair um, and predatory mm -hmm. and we're not going to put up with it. And, you know, we're going to take you to court, set that uh, precedent, set that case law and uh, and keep fighting. I mean, I, I, I sure hope so, man, because I, I couldn't agree more. Apple's going to Apple and shout out <laughs> to some of our agents in chat here uh, like Gen X. You know, he says, I hate Apple. You know, I've never owned an Apple phone. Me, too, man. Like, I, I'll never own an Apple phone unless okay, I... Okay, yeah, so then phone check real quick. What, what do you guys all got? <laughs> I got, well, it's over there charging, but I got Pixel. an S10. I got an S10, Samsung Google S10. Pixel. I mean, there are good good things to say about... Wait, wait, you, you got an Apple phone, don't you, Kate? <laughs> well, yes, but that's not I what it. I was going to... That's not what I was going to compliment. I was going to compliment, like, their determin determination to use their privacy and stuff like that. I mean... A lot of people, they, like Apple tracks way less of your data than Google does with its applications. So for better or worse, like that is something that Apple has a track record of being better with. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. In terms of like defining anti-steering, I'm looking at like multiple different articles here and it seems like anti-steering just means like outside links. So I don't know that you're just allowed to just like embed other payment mechanisms into your app now. I don't think that's the case. Um, I would be really surprised if it was. And I would, I don't know if there are like, you know, rep reporters that have, have said that that's the case now. Um, but anti-steering from like all these articles just seems to say like, um, you're just not allowed to communicate through in-app links or other mechanisms for out-of-payment methods like outside of the app, basically. Mm -hmm. um, so so my suspicion is that if developers start twisting those rules or like really trying to stretch them to the limit, that they just won't be approved for the App Store and that Apple's like latest version of, of an app um, that they can just like basically block the latest push of your app. So if you have like an update um, for your app where you try to implement a different payment mechanism, Apple can just block the the push of your of your latest app. So I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> but that's just that's that's just kind of like what I think is probably gonna happen here is like, yes, now you can like link externally, but I don't know that they're just gonna like allow you to just like code in like payments within your app. I don't know that that's what anti-steering means. I mean, no, you, you, you may have a point there. Um, you know, regardless, I think that it's a huge win for crypto because when you talk about what we want to use for people to make payments, it wouldn't be an Apple payment anyways, right? So you think about like wanting to make a blockchain-based payment. Well, that's going to have to take you off app anyways, right? That's That was the whole point. So uh, that's why it's a big win for industry. So no matter what, like, yeah, when I, when I mean like build it in, I just mean it's still like – you're just in there. You hit a button. Oh, I need this thing. Maybe it, it's a it's a blockchain tra transaction, and it's going to have to take you somewhere else to complete that transaction, right? Not through a traditional gateway. That's why we're the. That's why we benefit the most, right? You know, other people I think will benefit for sure, but I think it definitely yeah. will benefit. Yeah, uh, and I don't want to rain on your parade because I agree that this is good. This is not the wait, worst wait, wait, thing. Wait, wait, Is it not all of our parades, Kate? Are you also not part of the Web three gaming community, Kate? Do you not also want to see? <laughs> Well, the, all of us the, win. The power is still in Apple's hands, as it, as it seems. No, right? it is. Because... No, no, no. The power is still in Apple's hands, for sure. I mean, that, that can't be done. And what Kate was I'm saying, I agree. I'm saying like... all the reporting is saying that Apple won, so. Well, Apple did win. Like I said, I think there was nine. I think there might have been eight or nine different uh, counts for the entire summary. And they, they won eight of nine. But the one they lost was that big, was was the one, I think, which made the most amount of sense 
and and it is the one they will use to set precedents here moving forward when it comes to char- you know, arguing against this. But you're right, dev- developers may push back. We've already seen Apple do this before, where they were uh, we saw apps that were previously approved were then like Coinbase said, oh well, we're, we're adding our NFT marketplace, and they're like, oh no, you're not, and they try to push an update, and and then they wouldn't allow it, and the Coinbase app I think was off for like maybe it was a day or something, but. Uh, that definitely happens. So they, they are very strict at that. So that that I, I am 100% sure they will iron fist that in, in the future here just yeah, as hard. All, all, of us, all of us folks with green texts don't have to worry about that. So <laughs> come come to the Ew. dark side, all you Apple users. Come to the dark oh. side if you want, if you want, you know, seamless, seamless stuff. If you don't, I mean, seamless stuff with the, with the trade off of. With with the trade off of you know your privacy maybe being encroached on a little bit, uh, but you know that's what if you have if you carry privacy a phone, doesn't exist. No no listen listen if you carry a phone around no. Apple iPhone or uh, Samsung it does not matter. They're all tracking like, they're, devices, they're, bro. Yeah, I mean like they're yeah. all tracking devices. Let's get just I mean just be perfectly honest. Like like when it comes to when it comes to data privacy, I mean I feel like it's. It, at a certain point, it's either all or nothing, like within a certain granularity, you know. So it's like if you have a phone, you got you got to go off the grid. You're, you're like on the grid, solar, yeah, on the grid. like no, like burner phone status, you know, like never. I don't know how you could even you, do that. You have like, your own ge- uh, um, like geothermal electrical grid out in the middle of like the mountains <laughs> or something. I don't know. Uh, th- let's talk to some some hardcore Bitcoiners. I'm sure they know a thing or two about That's getting true. off the grid. That's true. Um, would, would you go, would you go off grid, Kate? If you if you had to. Yeah, I think I think it would be fun to see like what you can actually do and can't do and how much effort it would take. So, yeah, I would I would definitely It'd be a fun experiment. But 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 I mean would be you, would you be okay with like no, you know, internet, no no devices, none of those things? I mean, a lot of people wouldn't. I, yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't want it necessarily. Like I love video games, but I also love going into nature and traveling and yeah. seeing the world and meeting people face to face like that that can't be replaced you know and what if you could do both like you yeah that's what nature, i just that's like what a I would pristine like to. trail hiking <laughs> at the top of the mountain oh. and you bust out your gaming laptop you're like yeah i'm gonna play some call of duty is that right my 3090 in my backpack <laughs> <laughs> i'm all right guys this is the next this is the next nft project we're gonna we're gonna drop an nft that's a, a fundraise for an internet cafe on the top of Mount Everest. <laughs> that's that's it, guys. That's it, guys. Everyone, can, everyone can I spawn in? Can I just spawn in? Is that does it work like? Can I just spawn no. in? We're, this is no. absolute. We're talking. We're we're talking absolute nonsense now. We're off the rails. Okay. Yes. I'm sorry. Uh, I, let's, I reel rails. Let's, in, let's reel it back in, guys. Let's reel it back in. Uh, and and says the guy who just wanted to launch an NFT project on Mount Everest. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, see, when I when I when I get us off the rails, bro, everybody jumps on board. It's like it's like a <laughs> runaway train. Like I do it, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, this is great. Let's go." And it's fun, but we can't do it all the time. Hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and so in other news, uh, you know, on our next topic here, we're going to be taking a look at Yuga Labs' new CTO and what's next for Board Ape Yacht Club. Uh, so recently, Yuga. Well, so. Recently, even before this, Yuga Labs just brought on a new CEO that was from Activision Blizzard, um, Daniel Aligre. Aligre, I apologize if I'm butchering your last name, uh, Daniel. Um, but they actually just brought on another uh, new hire that's a, a veteran, uh, you know, tenured exec from Web2 Space uh, who has worked at Epic Games and Riot, uh, the, fa- the creators uh, or producers of League of Legends. Uh, Mike Sievers is coming on to Yuga Labs as CTO. 
Uh, and I want to know, like, I, I want to get your guys' opinion on not necessarily him coming on as CTO particularly, but Yuga Labs as a company and what, why they're, you know, right now taking, you know, two back-to-back executive C-suite hires uh, from massive, massive Web2 companies. I mean, to me, that seems like something is, you know, they're getting ready for something, right? Something ready for is something. afoot, you say. Uh, but I want to ask you guys what that might be. Icy, let me start with you, man. I mean... Why do you think Yuga Labs is bringing on these these tenured Web two execs? I mean, w- like, what is it that they might be getting ready for? I think they're bringing them on because they're smart. <laughs> they've got the they've got the money. They've got the funding. Uh, they've got the biggest brand in Web three Web three gaming, um, and they've got a massive uh, undertaking to deliver upon with other side and their mm-hmm. game. Uh, they're trying to make a real metaverse and and make the next um global ip uh with, with other side and board ape yacht club so i think it only makes sense to bring on uh, a c-level talent to bring on people with with real gaming experience mm-hmm. and uh and who know how to um uh build a, an incredible game and, and get that that football over the finish line so this is super exciting we've been talking about this like on my channels for a while you know this uh this web 2 uh expertise and talent coming over into web 3 because that's where they see the opportunity they see the um the potential uh they see that's where the hockey puck is going so i'm not surprised uh at this uh by this at all um and it's great to see it's awesome it's fantastic I, i've been loving seeing all the clips that uh that are coming out of bryson's channel uh and and other, the other side channels um the game development that that's uh going on over there so this is great and i'm you know we're going to continue to see this well yeah i know uh i know stash got a chance to hop in on the other the last trip they did into other side so if you guys didn't see that out in the audience make sure to check that out um, and I, you know, I, I thought it was a significant step up from the last one with still some room for improvement. Um, mm-hmm. but Kay, I mean, let me ask you what, what, what they might be doing here because Yuga has a lot of, you know, different projects or IP in the space. I mean, Board Ape Yacht Club, I would say other side is kind of separate from the NFT collection itself, but still within the same, you know, universe of Board Ape Yacht Club. Uh, they've got ApeCoin, they've got CryptoPunks, they've got MeBits. I mean, of all of the things under the Yuga Labs umbrella, do, do you think there's going to be any significant changes coming to anything like ApeCoin or, or CryptoPunks? I mean, I think the like kind of direction of other side is is pretty clear. Um, but of of their other you know things that they have going on, w- what do you think that might happen with that? So I kind of think that Yuga Labs is a gaming company and that it's like a Web three gaming company. Um, so that's that's kind of the perspective that I'm coming at it from. And so it to me, I'm in a similar position with IC. Like I do see it as like a very logical next step for them um, as, as they like look to push into gaming. I mean, they're basically building an MMORPG. So it takes a lot of knowledge and like work and experts and like people coming from traditional gaming to really pull that off. Um, looking forward to seeing the different ways that they pull web three elements into it and allow you to experience it that way. Um, really curious about it. I mean, I know everyone was sort of saying that it's like, it's like a metaverse and it's like, yes, but like every MMORPG is metaverse. And also like every most, almost every, every video game is a metaverse. Like you could argue that, right. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, it's like, yes, like some people might say, some people who aren't gamers might say that they're like a metaverse company and I'm going to say they're a gaming company and we could like argue semantics all day. But like what I think matters is that clearly they're picking people from the gaming space, right? Like um, their new CTO was at Riot for seven years on the engineering side doing league like that's huge in terms of mm-hmm. scaling so a game like league that has millions of players legends of runeterra valorant like valorant has a, has a ton of players as well having to manage that on the engineering side like you're looking at everything from like anti-cheat to um to like servers and just being able to scale a game for millions of players so that's a really good sign that they're bringing in people that have experience doing literally you know, scaling for millions, um, especially considering their other side mint was like not scaled at all and was like a gas disaster, as we all know. Um, so that's like, that's pretty exciting to see. So my POV is like, yeah, other side is is like their big play right now. And it's it's an mm-hmm. MMO and and like Yuga is the biggest, like Dap Radar released a report calling them the Disney of Web3, um, which is kind of interesting, an interesting take. And yeah, that, I mean, ApeCoin is the biggest um, coin by market cap among the gaming coins. So it has a market cap of 1.5 billion almost. And to give you like context, all of Ubisoft is 3.4 billion. Um, so, so it's really interesting to see them just become a huge player so quickly and their game hasn't even released yet. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and, and you know, you just reminded me of something too. I mean, think about like with League of Legends also, uh, you know, I, I see sort of a parallel between like w- taking the game even and what they did with uh, the Netflix show Arcane even. And like, you know, I feel like that's in the same realm of things for the future of Board Ape Yacht Club and the other side is like, you know, it, it's it's going to it's going to touch every part of entertainment. Right. There's going to be a game. There's probably going to be some kind of like, you know, show that comes out like based on the lore that they're building with the game. Um, and you know, like you said, like you said, uh, who better than people who've done it before and have proven success in building something like this to bring onto the team um, to, to you know take that vision uh, and, and make it a reality. Uh, so I, I couldn't agree more, and I think you're spot on there, uh, Zuljan. Let me get your opinion, man. I mean, like, what do you think when they bring these? So they're bringing on a ton of uh, you know probably some big hires, some some new salaries uh, that they're going to be shelling out here. I mean, what do you think that they should be working on with these guys? Like, what issues should they be tackling um, that, you know, you, you saw as uh, or have seen as issues with Ugalab uh, within other side, Board Ape Yacht Club, or anything that they're doing? To be honest, I don't know a whole lot about the other side project and Yuga Labs and, and what they do, because I felt like ever since Board Ape was a thing, I missed the boat. <laughs> so I never dove into all, all those projects, and I chose to spend my time and effort on other projects that I felt were more accessible. But from what I can see, the Disney of of, of Metaverse is, is, is I think it's a, a good example. Like they're going for brand recognition across the board on all of those different platforms. And, you know, through entertainment, like you said, from League of Legends, being able to put out all of those, uh, those movies, you know, and the game as well, they're building that whole Metaverse out there lore. That's a, a heck of an experience to, to try to, to pack into something new, a different company, much less one that has challenges like Web3. So in general, I think it was a good idea to bring him on. Um, you know, something that I didn't hear talk about yet was 
these guys that they're bringing on, they have network connections as well. You know, their circles of professional contacts and even friends that they have dinner with and stuff like that. You know how powerful that can be in, you know, high tier companies. I think there's a lot to be said for the type of partnerships that they're going to be able to contract with those type of relationships. And in general, like if you heard anything that Mike Seaver said, I didn't hear any interviews, but just from what I read in a press release, he acknowledged that it was a paradigm shift. Like he's people don't speak like that unless they kind of part of the crusade. Like he knows what's going on when when you get revved up and start talking about Web3 and the evolution of crypto gaming and stuff like that and NFTs, you know, you get you know, you almost get your blinders on. It's it's going to happen. It's definite. You know, so somebody with that type of um that that expertise and that history going into an industry like this, I think we I think we're destined for some great things. Mike Mike Seavers uh, over at Yuga Labs with you know is is a uh, Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet. Like Web three <laughs> gaming is inevitable, you know. Um, but no, I mean I I, I agree with you too, Zuljin. Um, you know I think what you know obviously if Yuga is bringing these people on, then you know they're seer. I mean. Time and time and again, we've seen, given even with the criticism that they've, uh, you know, accumulated over over the years now, I still think, uh, you know, all, with all that said uh, and happened, that they're still one of the the biggest pe like people or players in the space pushing things forward, um, and you know, it's great to see them really taking the steps that should put them, you know, keep them in the position they're already in. Well, uh, popularity that brings that criticism too, like. Mm -hmm name a sports team that doesn't have haters and diehard fans and they have to make decisions on talent every day and those people that get recruited in for the seasons and get these ridiculous salaries that's huge investments for the better the betterment of the team well as <laughs> some people might have a, a a different opinion right they have a lot of angst about you know who gets in and who doesn't or whatever and who gets hired that's kind of the same thing with web 2 and web 3 you're gonna hear about bad stuff plus crypto already has a bunch of negative sentiment in gaming it's very controversial so it's going to get that kind of flack regardless if they're doing everything right or if they have some slip-ups it's growing pains you know it's a new industry well yeah i mean just like you know i mean the same can be said about when the internet was new you know you think about the the mm -hmm. all of the um all of the, I mean, this isn't really, this is kind of comparing apples and oranges, right? But you think about just in terms of new technology. Apples and Androids. Apples and yeah. Androids, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Android. It's like comparing apples and Androids. That's the new saying. <laughs> I, it, I'm comparing never going to say Androids. apples and oranges again. It's apples and Androids. It's perfect. It's so perfect that I'll is, never, ever see anything else again. Did y'all see the old <laughs> ads that they, they show a case every once in a while about people saying that, Internet's dead. Like when the internet was actually becoming a thing, they had yeah. all of these Wall Street headlines about you know these these like, these oh, kind of I mean, yeah, saying bro, I've seen it. I'm telling dead. you, that's what I'm saying. That's that's for, I, I I the internet is for nerds, and no one will ever use ever it for use anything it. Yeah, useful right. ever. Okay, right. it's a fad. It's for nerds, right. and it will die like everything else. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm obviously that's not true. I mean, just like yeah. they said about crypto, the same was said about the internet. Uh, and you think about like all the crazy, um, you know, the, essentially the crisis that happened with music when the internet, as an example, when the internet came out, where you know you just sh yeah. share all your files for free on the music. The mu music industry in shambles, guys. The music industry is in shambles yeah. overnight because of file sharing. Um, yeah. But no, I, I mean. Meanwhile, Tom from MySpace is here typing away on his keyboard, getting ready to blow 
everything bigger than anybody thought uh, social media would ever be. Like, all it takes is a dream, baby. <laughs> yeah, all, all it takes is a dream. Um, but no, I mean, I, I, I think Yuga uh, Labs is in a great position here. Um, Stash, let me ask you, I mean, do, do you think that Yuga Labs is going to remain a top company here in Web3, um, given that they're they're bringing on employees that, uh, you know, I'm sure cost a lot to, to take away from Activision uh, and Riot? <laughs> yeah, Yuga's crushing it, man. You know, I, you guys know I'm critical of Yuga. I, you know, I'm going to be critical of, of any major player that's, you know, it, where their decisions have an effect on our entire industry, which you guys do. When they make a decision and something happens, like people are watching. People are watching what they're doing. Like you guys were saying, and, and Kate was saying, you know, market cap, just that <clears throat> a little bit of below Ubisoft. You look how long it took Ubisoft to get there, right? Uh, you guys done that in an incredibly small amount of time. They have a huge war chest. They're heading in the direction, obviously, of gaming. That was the, the next obvious pivot, I think, from their, their little PFP projects, you know? Uh, and now they're, but they're not going to stop. I mean, I think they, they understand that, that really it's all about the brand and taking the brand to the next level, but that, that can be something that, uh, you know, has root in this metaverse, right? And, you know, people interacting there, uh, you're selling not only these board apes as a brand, but now you're selling the whole metaverse as a brand. And I think people are definitely going to jump on board when there's a, a lot of connections there, right? We talked, we've talked about that earlier about people having connections like, oh, wow, you know, these new <laughs> hires, they come with connections. Well, that means that you're possibly going to get better brand deals, right? You've worked with people. Oh, yeah, oh, I know Scott over at Pepsi. We should talk with him. We'll get him in here and, like, we'll do a big, you know, promotion here with the other side. Those things can be big, you know, especially in the beginning. And, and to get user acquisition in the beginning is going to be pretty hard for any metaverse. Uh, if anyone's going to be able to do it, I think Yuga has a good chance. Uh, they, they will take their brand in other directions, and it's going to be great. Now, they're really going to push it, I think. You know, we've already seen this with, you know, Bored and Hungry, which is a Bored Ape-themed restaurant. People are starting to kind of do it on their own, but I think Yuga's really starting to make a big push to do it themselves as well. That's what we've kind of seen is a lot of, um, you know, holders going out and using their, their Bored Apes to do branding and do brand stuff. I have a, a Bored Ape-branded vodka that someone gave me at NFT LA. Wow. And yeah, and so so that just goes to show that people are taking these NFTs and using them for brands, and they've been doing it for a, for a while now because it's been part of the NFTs, you know, perks, right? The the utility. But now Yuga's really starting to see like, hey, how do we do this in the biggest way and, and make those big moves? You know, they're they're and, and you know they're 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 still trying to catch up with Doodle on that though, because Doodle dropped some pretty big news, man, and uh, you know they they uh, they have some great partnerships, so. I think we'll see. I think you guys maybe uh, you know is, is really working on that, and other side is is a big play, uh, but it's a it's more of a long term play. The shorter term play stuff we're seeing with like the sewer pass stuff, and you know, not very approachable. But I think we, we'll we'll see more approachable stuff here pretty soon, uh, expanding on that branding and, and doing things like cartoon shows and like you know web series and all kind of, you know sneakers and like we'll see apparel lines that you know theme coming from them right coming from from them directly, not just a whole. Imagine uh like so I mean. You'd it would be I'm I'm trying to think of a way that this works, but imagine some kind of like crossover between like you know if they're <laughs> riot like you're saying the connections that they can you know start to look at making with these with these uh, you know connected veterans coming into yeah. the company, um, you know think about like a, a League of Legends board ape yacht club collab like how does that work or like a dude they a, could a, yeah a you modern do a skin. warfare 
like dude, do, uh, do you, you think know. about playing a, you know have like having some cool like you know boarding imagine, I, there's no imagine having your ape your your ape your nft ape as a little uh like in call of duty as one of the trinkets that like hangs off of your gun right and, and that and that's what we're saying so when we talk about and so now when you say things like that when we talk about the you know interoperability and everyone's like no the metaverse is dumb interoperability will never work you can't take a dragon into call of duty so if you own a dragon nft in, in world of warcraft you dumbass you could never take it into call of duty that's dumb you're dumb i hear that so often from gamers and i go it doesn't have to work like that you guys don't understand it's just about the data right if you own this nft that's a dragon in world of warcraft it could be like the sickest dragon gun skin or, or you know like it has like a flame mouth <laughs> or something you know what i'm saying it doesn't have to be a dragon it can be something related but just the fact that hey you have this nft unlocks this thing in this game we're gonna see so much of that especially inner inner you know like like you know brand between like ips and I think Yuga will hopefully will be one that really pushes that. They're really starting to you know do that already. But I think we just did this last more. week with uh, the the stash skin running around Decentraland and, and jumping on the poker table. That was it's uh, true. That was a it's ton true. Of fun. Yeah, we, we had a, we had a, a bunch of stashes running around in in the metaverse. Man, everyone was me. It was fun. Absolutely. Everyone everyone got to be secret agent stash, uh, stash for the night. And yeah, you guys watching who don't know what we're talking about, uh, make sure you hop in our Discord because we're going to be giving away a bunch of. Secret agent stash, Decentraland wearables uh, over the yeah. course of the next few months, yeah, and they're, they're sweet, man. <laughs> and not, not only that, I mean, that we're, we're, there's a bunch of co cool collabs coming up this month, just recently, uh, and next month. So you know, if you want to get yourself some secret agent stash themed collab wearables and or NFTs, uh, make sure you hop in our Discord because uh, we've got we've got a big month for y'all. Um, all of our agents in chat can attest to that. Uh, I want to yeah. give a huge shout out to them for being here again. And, and, uh, you guys watching, if you haven't smashed that like button yet, do us a favor and do so. Uh, we've got 51 watching now and 30 likes. Uh, we can get, we can get, we can get that a little higher. Can right? we get 50 we likes? Can get Come on, guys, we can get 50 likes. Come on now. Put the like button. No, but right, while, while you, go. while you guys, yeah, while you guys oh. are doing that, we're gonna help into our last the bit of the segment here. We're gonna get into our lightning round for the second time here on Around the Metaverse. And today's lightning round question is going to be what has been your biggest Web3 win so far? So this could be anything from like a huge NFT trade you made, getting a job in the industry, making a like a, a top leaderboard placement in, you know, something like Dead Drop or, you know, one of the big tournaments that's happened in Web3 recently. I want to hear from you guys what your biggest Web3 win was. We're going to go in the order one of sentence. Kate. Oh, what you stash first? No, 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 no. One sentence. You got to keep it short. Yeah, one well, sentence. Yeah, one sentence, one I'm sentence, sorry. one phrase answers. We're going to go in the order of Kate, Icy, Zuljin. Uh, so, Kate, you're up first. Biggest Web3. What's your, been your biggest Web3 win so far? Whoa, so far. Okay. Well, it was definitely launching GG. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it was I definitely it. launching GG. And you can go check it out right now at decrypt.co slash GG. Set up. And yeah, so for you guys watching, that's Decrypt's uh, Web3 kind of gaming focused platform. It's a platform by gamers for gamers. And uh, you're going to have, a, they're going to have a ton more stuff focused on the niche of Web3 gaming uh, coming on, coming out on there uh, from all the folks at Decrypt. Uh, so keep an eye on that. Uh, Icy, you're up next. What's your biggest Web3 win? 
it, it, only one sentence. It, it, it's so hard. There's been so many incredible wins. Um, I'll go with my most recent one, which was becoming a featured streamer on the Decrypt GG platform, uh, courtesy of Kate and uh, and Decrypt. So thank you guys for that. And also getting my my little my little mini stash, of course, is uh, one of my <laughs> oh, favorite Web three wins. Wait, Icy, you have one of those too? I didn't even know he had one of those. You know that. I, I gave that now. to Icy at the Web3 Game Awards uh, last, was it, was that, uh, what was that, in January? January, January? yeah. Yeah, we went down there in Miami and we and we did it. Uh, and he, I gave him an award even though I didn't get any awards. That's how we do it, but that's how we do it here at the GIA. <laughs> <laughs> no, and and uh, next up we got Zuljan. All right, man, what's your biggest Web3 win so far? What you got for us? Mine's much more degenerate. I sold, I, I got whitelisted for... Uh, what was it? I think it was Oni Force paid about four hundred dollars for two NFTs and sold them for thirty-five grand and bought two acres of land with it. Hell yeah! Round of applause and emojis in the chat for Zuljin on Boss that on move that, on a move, proper dude. NFT trade, man. On a proper. I'm still holding an Oni Force, man. I'm still holding an Oni Force, dude. This just oh, man. <laughs> they're dead. And then, uh, you know, yeah, last... virtual land is so last year. Am I right? Yeah, <laughs> well, you, what, what, yeah real, real land. You, yeah, real, real land is I'm bullish on real land. I mean, you I can have real land, but, land you know. too, but it's, it's not it's it's much easier to maintain. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> well, the, the the any of the false scarcity that they've that they've promised with virtual land could be could be, uh, you know, fiddled with later yeah. down the road. So, you know, there's nothing like getting some real real IRL land. That's. Right. That's a you got real scarcity, uh, but last for when he goes off grid. Well, yeah, for when we go off grid, we're we're, <laughs> yeah. we're making a compound. We're we're gonna we're gonna work on the the Mount Everest uh, Internet Cafe out on our off the grid in the woods compound. Uh, no, but last but not least, uh, Stash, what is your biggest Web three win so far? Uh, what you got for us? Biggest Web3 win so far, I think, really honestly, is knowing that I have helped and onboarded thousands of people into crypto, into Web3, into NFTs. It just warms my heart. It really does. Uh, but, I mean, if we're talking about like, NFT trades, like, I will say, the other one that really just popped in my mind, which is just super random that came to my mind, is uh, really early on in, in, in NFT history. This was, I think, 2018, mid-2018. There was a project called Ether Lambos uh, that was around, and they ended up they had to airdrop me some Ether Lambos, and they were just sitting around. And one day, I got a I got a bid on OpenSea, and someone was like, "Oh, we'll give you." It was like three or four Ether, or some shit. And I was like, "What is going on with this?" And I, I so I sold two of these Ether Lambos that I got airdropped that I had no idea about for for like it, I, I mean I don't know what was ETH was at the time, but I think it was about twenty k worth of ETH that I got off these Ether Lambos. Oh shit! Boom. Room, room. I mean, I have a, I have a bunch of those because that's that's kind of what ha used to happen back in the days. Like, you just get random NFTs. There wasn't a lot of people around, you know. So it was like, oh, you want some NFTs? Sure, here, you know. Uh, but but yeah, but no, honestly, man, I really do love helping people, and that that is one of the things I I, I do really love. My my biggest win is knowing that I've helped people for sure. Speaking of awesome. man, shout out to shout out to Kobe Streams and Agent in Chat who says his biggest Web three win is being associated with all of us legends. Uh, on the stream here. So Kobe, yeah, Kobe. Wag me. you're the homie, wag man. Me, you're the homie. Wag me. Wag me. Uh, and and ending on a ending on a wholesome note tonight, guys. Mustache love to you, Kobe. Um, Adam, you got to give your biggest win, man. Oh, my. Yeah. Well, so yeah. Let's all right. Go. My biggest my biggest web three win so far is in the same coin as Stashes. I mean, I think it was like about a, this. I think two weeks ago, 
I'll have been working with and, you know, friends with Stash for two years now, which is when I first got serious about, uh, you know, Web3 and, sure. and everything that we're working on here. Um, so it's been an awesome ride. And I'm glad to have been able to help anyone uh, get into the space, like Stash said, along along this journey so far. So, uh, you know, glad to have all of you guys here for this ride with us. We're not going anywhere. Uh, like I said, make sure you hop in the GIA Discord to hang out with us after the show. Uh, we're going to be we, we got a we got a big month planned for you guys, a whole bunch of events. We're going to be doing something pretty cool with a, a, a game called Gold Fever here on Friday, which is probably oh, the yeah. next big thing coming up. Uh, so if you like gold, check out our recent video and check out the, what we're talking about in Discord if you, uh, you know, don't want to miss out on all the fun. Um, but that is all we have tonight, folks. I want to thank you guys for joining us here. Uh, Zuljin, Icy, Kate, thank you guys so much for hopping on the show tonight. Uh, it's been great to have you guys. If you guys are still in chat watching uh, with us out there, thank you for sticking around so long um, and hope you guys have a great rest of the night. This is all we have. Check or Come back next Monday for another episode of Around the Metaverse, 4 p.m. Uh, Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. But that's it tonight, guys. We out.